My name is Johannes Laber. And I'm Mary Beth, and we, along with our four kids, moved cross-country from North Carolina to Cali, Wyoming, to plant a church. I was born and raised in South Africa on a sheep and cattle ranch, and I came over to America to train horses, and God changed my heart. Somebody shared with me the need in Wyoming and said that they need somebody that can relate with cattle and sheep and horses, and I'm like, man, that is what I grew up to do. It's awesome to see how God has tied that all together, took a boy from South Africa and placed him in Cali, Wyoming, to relate to people, to do the same stuff that you did as a lost man. People love the outdoors. The area we live is right up against the Bighorn Mountains. We shoot guns for ministry here. If you can go kill a coyote and spend time with somebody, man, you can share the gospel right in the outdoors. What we do here as ministry is we go brand cattle with people. I break cults for folks. And that's how we find a way into community to live life alongside of others, to show them abundant life in Christ. A lot of people have asked us in what ways that they can be a partner with us or how they can support Johannes and I individually or even our kids. And one of the best ways to me personally is a phone call. It's the accountability. It's the encouragement from another Christian lady. I know that Johannes would appreciate it as well. Just let us know how much you care for praying for us, sending us letters, and loving on us as a family. That's a great, great need for us, and it's a great encouragement for us when we get a brother and a sister to call us up and just ask, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? What is God doing in your life? So the need in Wyoming is great. There's only 555,000 people in Wyoming, and there's 60 communities without any evangelical presence. We need you to partner with us. We cannot do this alone. Partnership like yours, financially and prayer partners, is what keep us on the field to keep sharing the gospel with a lost and broken world. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your love. And we're looking forward to reaching Wyoming for the gospel alongside of you. Thank you for watching. And we hope that God will, will touch your heart as we research and we continue to share the gospel in a lost and broken world and bring hope to the hurting. Thank you so much. Man, now I'm homesick. I told God the first service, I watched that thing probably a million times, showing other people, making sure it's work and all that. Man, I sat down here this morning and tears filled my eyes. I missed that place. That's where God called us to. Before I start, um, I forgot to say this in the first service here on the table. is some prayer cards. I got booklets. If you want to know more about our ministry, just write your name down for me. I'll add you to our, prayer, uh, um, to our newsletter and send that stuff out. I'll contact you and share with you more if you want to know more. So please do that. Um, you know, as, as Gar said, I'm from South Africa, so here's the deal. Uh, tell them back west that, that I sound like y'all, and they don't believe me. I said, I'm from the south. Now, it works there, but in the south it don't work, right? So, <laughs> so, so here's the deal. This is what I've come to. This is, 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 if I preach, I'm God's messenger, amen? So the Holy Spirit works through me or there's something wrong. But here's the deal. So if I'm in the Spirit, then, and you are in the Spirit, we'll understand one another, right? Now, if you don't understand me, it's your fault. <laughs> You're not in the Spirit. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. But, but, uh, if y'all would go ahead and, and let's throw some pictures on real quick. I'll just show you my family. Um, I don't know how long that'll take, but let me share with you something that, that I've lived um, in the States about 15 years. Can't share the accent, but uh, most of our time was in North Carolina and in West Virginia. My wife 
is a preacher's daughter from West Virginia. Um, that's my family behind me. Vivian is, uh, is to my right, um, is our oldest. Then it's Mary Beth with uh, Victoria. And uh, Vivian's nine. Victoria is five. Joshua is three. And Hendrik is seven. And uh, like God said, we got one on the way. I don't know, we're crazy or something. But, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's our family. That picture below is uh, our Easter service. The sun was rising and a church member took a picture. We get to do cool stuff like that out there, so come see us. But um, anyway, my wife is a, is, a, is a pastor's daughter from West Virginia. And uh, we are church planters in Cowley, like was said. Uh, we moved to Wyoming about four years ago and after a year... In, in Casper doing an apprenticeship, we moved to Cowley. So today I just want to share with you a little bit about who we are, but a whole lot about how good God is, amen? Because God is faithful. If you would turn in your Bible to Ephesians 2, um, and uh, starting, or we're only going to read one verse, Ephesians 2, <clears throat> verse 10. And uh, if, if I have to title this message, I title it, The God That Prepares. So, and it's not, and so Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we may walk in them. Father God, I pray that you would bless this time. I pray that your name will be lifted high. Lord, I pray that we would be encouraged and that we would be challenged. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, this has been my life verse for the last three, four years. Ephesians 2.10, for good works that He prepared for you beforehand that you may walk in them. Because I've lived this out. I didn't know how to walk, God taught me and He showed me. Amen? I didn't know what to do and He showed me. So Wyoming, to tell you a little bit about that, we, is the least populated state in America. Wyoming has 555,000 people. Nashville, Tennessee, got 100,000 more people than Wyoming. So think about if you would take everybody out of Tennessee and then say, Nashville, you go populate the state. How dense that would be populated. But Wyoming is twice as big as Tennessee is. So it's very dense populated. But not only is it dense populated, it is also probably the most unreached state for the gospel. Nine out of ten people in Wyoming needs a relationship with Jesus. There is 60 communities that have no evangelical presence. And not Southern Baptist Church, no evangelical presence at all. But praise God, it used to be 64 till He opened the door for us to go to Cowley. Now we're reaching Cowley, Deaver, Byron, and Franny. So four communities now have an evangelical presence through Water of Life Church. So you might say, well, how, how does a boy from South Africa end up in Cowley, Wyoming? Short answer is it's God. It's God that brought me there. But... Uh, my testimony was raised on a sheep and cattle ranch in South Africa. And when I say that here, folks will say, well, you've got to go meet Joe. Joe's got some cattle too. I said, okay, what does Joe have? He farms. I said, all right. I said, well, Joe has three cows and, and he has two horses and a goat. And that's Joe's ranching opportunity. That ain't ranching, y'all. When I think about that, it's big, big country. We had 11,000 sheep, 80 head of cattle, about 20 horses. And... Um, when I came to America, I came as, as a show horse trainer. I was a saddlebred horse trainer. And I'm not the cool missionary story of I came here to reach lost people. I got saved in America. And, uh, and then God changed my life. But I met a preacher's daughter 
and uh, a year into our marriage, I got saved. And God radically changed my heart. So eight years ago, he called me to full-time ministry. People say, Hannes, what is it you want to do? I said, well, I don't know. I, do you want to preach? Do you want to teach? Do you want to go to seminary? I didn't want to go to seminary. I don't like studying. Uh, I knew that part. But uh, if God said so, I would. He might still say so. But um, anyway, then he said, you're going to use horses. Because I quit horses for 10 years. He said, you're going to do horses for my glory. I said, Lord, I don't have money. I don't have horses. And I don't have a place. How am I going to do that? So, so I struggled with that. In December 2014, I walked through the door of my in-laws um, for Christmas. And my brother-in-law looked at me and he said, Johannes, if you call to full-time ministry, you need to go to Wyoming. He shared with me about the lostness there. And God's already been dealing with me. And not only that, he said, you know what? They need people that can relate with them uh, with horses, sheep, and cattle. I said, praise God, that's me. And, uh, and I knew at that moment that God was calling us there. And I never, never been there. But let me tell you how cool this is. We landed in Casper. And we started driving up towards Cowley Lovell area. We knew nothing about it. I started taking some pictures. And I sent it home to my family. I said, hey, I'm coming for lunch. They said, no way. I said, yeah, I'm home. It looks just like where I grew up in South Africa. Now, how cool is that? It's one and the same. So I was like, man, for good works that God prepared for you beforehand. Amen? God prepared. You can't make this stuff up. My, my wife, like I said, was a preacher's daughter. And... Um, she surrendered to missions at a young age of 13, and she felt international missions. Actually, while we were dating, she said, Johannes, if, if this thing works out, we, I think we might have been engaged, or that was, would have been a bold step on her part. But she said, uh, would you want to move to South Africa to become a missionary there? I said, I ain't going to South Africa. I left there to become American. I do not want to do that. So, um, so that crushed that, right? But she... Uh, she got to work at Samaritan's Purse at the Children's Heart Project and traveled the world. But what Mary Beth came to find out was through serving at our local church and loving on people there that missions is all around us. Amen. Missions is in Barnesville, Georgia. And by the way, growing up in South Africa, I never thought I'd speak in Barnesville, Georgia. That's another God thing to add to my story. But um, she realized that, that missions is all around her. Amen. And uh, when God called me to Wyoming... He prepared us both. She was already ready to go. She called the North American Mission Board before I could get on the phone. And, uh, and, and we, we started our journey. But after a year of apprenticeship in Casper, we moved to Cowley of October 2016. And uh, to say that we were scared is an understatement. Y'all, we were scared to death. Uh, you know, for the record, when someone surrenders to a call to a hard, unreached place... Let me tell you, the first people to tell you don't go is people sitting in pews every Sunday. Are you kidding? Why you want to go out there? What's going to happen to your kids? What's going to happen to your family? You shouldn't go. They're going to kick you out of town. Do you know anything about mortars? No, I don't. Well, they won't treat you nice. They hear what you're doing. They won't, they won't find a job. You won't find friends. They're going to treat your kids wrong. And on and on and on. Don't say this. Don't say that. We were scared to death to go to Cowley. Um, and we didn't know anything about Wyoming. Um, and, uh, but, but here's what I want to tell you on that. Because who knows, God might call somebody out of this church or somebody that you know. Quit that mess, y'all. They don't need to hear how hard the ground is. That's obvious. They need to hear how good God is. Amen? Because God is able and God prepares. There where God calls, 
for good works that He prepared for you before. And I don't care what obstacles in your way. God is able. Amen. So, so tell them and remind them how good God is. So we went into Cowley scared to death with a five-year plan. We, we planned to go and share the, or, or build relationships through branding cattle, shooting guns, doing the things that we love to do. And then five years, or they love to do, and joining them in it. And after five years, started a small group, small Bible study in our home. And when I mean small, our expectations were two, three families. Well, let me tell you how good God is. We, uh, we moved to Cali, and five months after we, we, we moved there, we were able to start a small group. Amen? For good works that God prepared for you beforehand. That you may walk in them. You know, we, I think we tend sometimes to want to bush hog our way through. Well, God called me. Now I've got to clear the way. And I've got to make a way. Here's the deal. He prepared the way for you beforehand. The road's cleaned out. All you have to do is reach out and say, God, take my hand and lead me. Amen? you just got to surrender to Him. He's already prepared the way for you. So we started meeting people. And, uh, and, and they showed up at our door. And because we were, we, we were bold enough to say we're here to start a church. And um, they showed up at our door, and there was believers in Cowley, Wyoming. Like God said, people said, why are you going to Cowley? It's a place that's... that's and, and, and by the way, if, if you are on social media, you can li- please like our page, befriend me, do whatever, post stuff we want to raise awareness. We, you know, that's good. But, but let's not share any, say anything specifically towards a Mormon group or anything like that. Our words don't need to offend people. The gospel's offensive enough, right? So, so please don't share anything on social media. I just always throw that out because of, it's like a foreign mission field, y'all. I don't want to go back home and they say, oh, you went and shared about Mormons down there, how bad we are. Well, that'll ruin our ministry um, because they, they act, they are good people. So please don't do that. But anyway, we started meeting people, and this is what they said when they knock on the door. With tears in their eyes, they looked at us and said, we've been praying that God would send somebody. Now let me tell you what a God thing that is. I just got to stop right there and tell you, as I wrote this down, I stopped and I was like, wow. They prayed and they got a South African redneck. <laughs> I kid you not. They got a country bunking. I don't know what you want to call it. I, I got no education past high school. I don't have no seminary degree. And then God sent me and my family to a town of a stronghold that never had an evangelical church in the existence of the town. It's 118 years old now. Me? Are you kidding, Lord? But that's a God thing. God called me to go share that thing. I can't believe it. Because, you know, God is able, y'all. If He could use me, He can use anybody. So after five months of moving to Cali, like I said, we started our Bible study. Excitement grew six months before our year anniversary of being in the town. Now remember the five-year goal. Six months after the Bible study started, which is, it, uh, it was two weeks before our year anniversary of moving to the town, we had our first church service. Water of Life Church started. God blew our minds and our five-year goal. So let me share with you that, that, that this year, or last year, we were able to baptize 13 people in the Big Horn, the waters of the Big Horn River. The group that was out there, we got to take a, a, a boat tour down through there, and we got to go to an old swimming hole. And it's the first ever salvation and Christian baptisms in this town's history. 
How awesome is that? God is able, y'all. It blew our mind. So I want to share with you about a lady named, I, I want to name her Grace. And I think the next picture is her. If you would turn your slide. Um, well, that was at our baptisms. Um, that's a group that showed up. We had about six churches attend this baptism. Some folks from them because they were so excited. There is, that's Grace. That's me baptizing. I, I'll just name her Grace today for um, but, but she is 68 years old. A church member invited her and her husband to, uh, to come to church. Her husband came and she didn't come. And, and, and uh, she said, if you would picture that uh, 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 God is pulling somebody and they have their heels dug in leaning back and there's a long line as he's pulled them and they won't go, that was me. She said, I didn't want, God's been pulling me and I didn't want to. But, but she started coming and she found community with the church people. She found friends. She found the love of God. People loved on her. And uh, as, the, as the group that came out knows very well, and you'll see in the picture later on if we have time, we, we had to worship in a tent this year because there is no place in Cowley, public place to use. We were in the school. School closed down. They wouldn't let us do it. So we were in a tent. Um, out in the, in the park there. My father-in-law was, share, was sharing that day. He preached for us. He gave the invitation. I went outside and here she comes, boy. And she's just crying. And she walked up to me and me knowing her story of not feeling, she didn't want to be pushed. She thought she was going to get pushed. Nobody pushed her. We just loved on her. And I know her story. So she ran up to me and she said, I'm ready. And, you know, as a good preacher, would be like, let's pray. Well, I looked at her. I said, you're ready for what? I wanted to hear her say it. I mean, I didn't know what it meant. So she said, I'm ready to follow Jesus. So we prayed that day and she accepted Christ. She's now our church secretary. The first secretary of Order of Life Church is her. She she told me everything she does now. She does to tell people about Jesus. Every day she tells me a cool story. I didn't share this in the first service, but... But I preached on the armor of God the other day. They have horses at the same place I have horses. So I challenged them to put on the armor of God for 2019. She come up to me. She said, hey, every day that week she walked up to me. She said, you got your armor on? Well, one morning I slept a little late. I didn't get to pray yet. I said, no, Myrna, I don't have it on yet. But she said, I already put it on, you honest. And she went to, uh, so she's living for the Lord. She went to Alaska with some families that was sick. Of us, and she said, uh, You know, I don't care what sickness they have, I'm going to, to make sure that they know Jesus. 68 years, y'all, and she found the Lord. Another amazing story, and I'll run through this quickly, is uh, a girl, I'm just going to name her Misty, and her children. Four years ago, her husband left her, and they were in the LDS church. That, well, when her husband left, because of the heavy male dominance, they pushed her to the side. She felt lost, she felt broken. She didn't have friends. She and my wife built a relationship. They took her do- oldest daughter and our oldest daughter to a Christian camp. And, uh, and man, Lord started working on their heart. They, had, they started raising questions. And uh, she came home, bought her first Bible, and she digged into God's, God's Word. She called Mary Beth up and said, i got questions. Mary Beth don't deal with the hard questions, so she sent her my way. She said, talk to Johannes. So we sat down and we visited and um, she, she, her, her worry was, if you, if, you bought, if you are married in the Mormon church, in the temple, then you are sealed to your husband for all eternity. Well, this dude done left us now. But I'm still sealed to him. How does that work? 
I said, well, let me share with you. It just happened to be in the Bible as a story about a woman that was married to a bunch of brothers. And they asked Jesus that. Let me tell you something. You ain't sealed to that man. But you've got to accept Jesus. So I shared with her the Roman road. And I said, are you ready to accept the Lord? At our dinner table, kids playing downstairs. She said, I am. And that night she got saved and found the Lord. Well, her sister got saved at the church in Powell. Same story and some very similar story. We went to the baptism. We drove home. Her boy told us, well, I want to become part of y'all's church. I love what y'all do. I want to become part of that. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, I want to do what mommy did. I said, well, let's wait till mommy comes home and we'll talk about it. So we shared with him and said, hey, this is not a popularity thing. This ain't a thing to do because your mom did so. This is the importance of salvation. And he understood it. And that boy prayed. And he accepted Jesus. And he hugged his mama. And he just cried. And I knew that was real at that time. And he accepted the Lord. Well, two weeks later, she called me up. She said, my daughter got questions now. And, and I was cooking for my kids. My wife wasn't even home. And I said, well, come on over. I'll let them eat and we'll go visit. I led her daughter to the Lord that night. The whole family came to know Jesus. And if you would turn, there they are. Up on that picture, the top picture, we get to do cool things y'all don't get to do here. I had my free, my, my music uh, guy, and uh, uh, Lonnie, y'all got to meet Lonnie as a, as a leader in the church, and, and myself, we baptized them simultaneously in the river all at once. We said their names, and we said what we need to say, and we dubbed them, and we raised them to new life all together. And that is how awesome God is. Amen? For good works that I prepared for you beforehand. And uh, let me, re- yeah, as, as, as the missions team, you know, that I said we visited in the, in the tent and we worshiped there. So there's no public places in Cowley, like I mentioned. So we started praying about a place. Well, Cowley have nowhere. There is nothing for us to buy. If you've been, uh, you'll see pictures in Cowley. The main street in Cowley is just a couple of buildings of uh, the old closed-down bar, praise the Lord. There was, there's nothing else. Uh, yeah, there it is. That, that's the main street. And then the Mormon church is on the other side. There's no commercial property. So we started praying about land. There's a Christian realtor in Cowley. She called me up. She said, Johannes, there's land available on Main Street. This is an eight-month process of looking at different places. It might be for sale, but it is not listed. Well, Water of Life Church closed three weeks ago. Deb three on land on Main Street in Cowley, Wyoming. That's how cool God is. Amen. God is God is able, y'all, for good works that He prepared for you beforehand, that you may walk in them. Five years. This is a year and three months. A year and three months, and God done that because God is able. Then we prayed about Byron. Byron is a town that, 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 that through some history there of there being a high school and they moved the high school to Cowley, they don't associate with the Cowley folks. But they lost. There's never been an evangelical church there and it's in our reach. We have some folks come from Byron. We said, Lord, we want to reach Byron. We started praying, how can we reach Byron? This is how cool God is. There's a guy came visited us as apprenticing in Casper right now to become church planning and I shared my heart with him. He said, let me make a phone call. He called another boy that's in seminary right now. His name's Tyler. He said, hey, Tyler, you need to come check out Cowley. You need to come visit Johannes and him. Uh, Tyler came out with his wife, Alicia. The, the, the last picture that I'll show you all today is, is a couple down. We'll get to it. Um, it's Tyler and Alicia. They came out. They come check it out. And in March, pray for them. 
in March is their last assessment through the North American Mission Board. They're coming to come apprentice and start a work in Byron. How cool is that, y'all? Another place that never had a Bible-believing church in that town for good works that God prepared for you before. And see, here's the deal. God is doing amazing things. Like I said, I'm nothing special. Y'all can tell me standing up here. Joke's on me today. I wish I could have worn my cowboy boots. I thought, well, I got to wear this. I have my suit coat in my, in my, in my vehicle. I said, gosh, you don't need to wear that. So I'm, I'm dressing up and he's dressing down. I like that. Um, <laughs> but, but we're nothing special. I'm just the old country boy that God called and that loves the Lord. And God blows my mind with what he's doing. And he can do the same for you. See, here's the deal. You can hear about me, but you in Barnesville, Georgia. Folks say, well, I envy you for what you're doing because you are on the front lines. I wish I could be there. Front lines is right here, y'all. The front lines is in Barnesville, Georgia. Just because you did, there's, there's been churches here all the time don't mean there ain't lost people that need to hear about Jesus. This is your Jerusalem. Acts 1.8, right? This is your Jerusalem. How are you reaching your Jerusalem? How are you serving in your front lines? Remember what Mary Beth said, that missions is all around us. Find out where God is working and join Him there. Amen? God bless you all. Thank you.